I want to know what you're thinking. Is there Who's something got the you can voice? hide? Is it Scott Storm? Know. What are you doing? Mm. <laughs> are you thinking? Yeah. Tell me what's on your mind. You're so deep and bassy. Pure energy. Do you know what song I'm doing? No, I thought you were doing the song you play when you comb your hair in the morning in front of the mirror. It's like Eye of the Tiger. Weirdly enough, it is the one that I play. <laughs> Let's podcast. Let's do it. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Hey everyone, welcome to Bob Sets and Bantha's, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things that Disney Company owns that we love. On this week, we're talking about the Jungle Cruise announcement that rocked the world. Star Wars gets new stamps. Governor Newsom lifts the regional stay-at-home order to a resounding, huh? We had a regional stay-at-home order? <laughs> and uh, in our main segment, we're talking about things you never knew you never knew about the Enchanted Tiki Room. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my brother on the mic, the Herr Schmidt to my Schmidt has no hair, Aaron. Absolute Humidity Robbins. Yeah. Sometimes I just want to call you Absolute. Yeah, you should start calling me Absolute. I felt like there was a, I f- again, I feel like there was a morning, uh, a morning radio show yeah. in us. Totally. It's absolute and Storm in the I re- morning. Yeah, Absolute and Storm in the morning. I like it. I like that my name comes first. I respond to Humidity, but it's a little, it's also, but it's a little harder to get off the... Yeah, and, and we lean away from like the hard uh, weather, yeah. weather comment. The just baggy and storm. weather, the drenchy weather, the drenchy, which it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't, depending on where you're listening to in your region, yeah, uh, maybe you haven't experienced uh, the wind tunnel that Aaron and I have experienced in the past 24 hours. Oh my but gosh, it is. trees in our backyard like went down. There was a tree, and then we looked out the window. No more tree. I literally woke up in a new place. <laughs> oh great! Yeah, I walked outside. I was this is not my street. Yeah. Uh, it was, Boz? was it Boz? Like Dave Bosworth land? What was it? It was Brian Bosworth. Brian, it was, okay. Brian. Yeah. Was he a baseball player? It was the wizard of Brian Bosworth. No, I, who was Brian Bosworth? <laughs> well, yeah. At oh, some man. point in our lives, he was a name you were supposed to know. Now I don't have any idea who yeah, he is. Tom but. Bosley. I'm sorry. I woke okay. up next to Tom Bosley, <laughs> yeah, uh, right Mr. On. Cunningham from, yeah. uh, from uh, happy days. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, wow. Oh, Hey, it's Tom been Bosley. windy. Uh, how would you, Hey, Hey, what? Welcome back to California. Oh, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got back earlier this week. Every day, my my family is like, is Scott Storm back from Florida? They literally care about you more than they care about me. <laughs> why would why do they need to know that? I don't, I have no idea, but they, they like the show. That they exotic like location, they, Florida. They, they you're going to Florida. They think that weather is universal, so if it's really windy here, it must, it be, must be. It must be windy. And so they're just like, is Scott back yet? Is he back yet? No, like, I got is, back. I got back earlier this week. I was like, I don't know. Why don't you call him? Yeah, they should call me. Yeah. I love to talk you can with just, them. You can just check in on him directly. Yeah, absolutely. But you had safe travels. You had fun. Safe in travels. Florida. It was a very nice visit. Okay. It was a very nice visit. That's great. Uh, let me see. What things did I do? Well, all of our listeners, all our listeners want to know about is, did you get Popeye's? Did I get Popeye's? I went to Popeye's. Wow. I did not get Popeye's. <laughs> what you made Because the biscuits. line was so long. I went to Popeye's. Is that true? Because of that sandwich they introduced. Is that what it was? Yeah, I think it's a very Instagram. Oh, that's sandwich. right. The Instagram sandwich. Mm-hmm. I went to Popeye's. I went with the intention of getting Popeye's. Not when I got back from my flight, by the way. Yeah. 
In fact, specifically, I'll tell you a story about this. Yay. My parents pick me up from the airport. Yep. We're driving back. They say, it's dinner time. And In I a said, school yes, bus that with paint, colored paint on it? Yeah, it's exactly. It's the Storm family. That's right. <laughs> Sing, Scotty. Yeah, it's, and I'm like, nobody else is here. Why am I singing? They're like, because yeah. you're in the school bus. Yeah. Uh, a very Partridge family type of exactly. thing. Exactly. Uh, they, they say, it's dinner time, and I say yes. And I said, I just want to let you know, like, I'm really looking forward to getting something to eat, but I really, I don't think I want fried food. I'm just trying to stem yeah. off, like, we're going to go to Popeye's. Popeye's it's just all fr- fried food. I'm kind of down said, on it yeah, right I'm now. Not, I said, I just, I, I said, I'm happy to have it later this Shrimp, weekend. green tomatoes. But I'd rather not just not have fried food. Exactly. And I said, so wherever you want to go is fine. Just said, like, I, I, and even if you want to go to a place that serves fried food, I'll just get something that isn't yeah. fried. I am not kidding you. My dad says, well, what do you think about fish and chips? Yeah, it's good. I, I go, like well, it. it's fried fish not the way yeah, we do it in florida it's a, <laughs> pull it right from the ocean put it on plate. The ocean. it's very much like throw sushi some fries just, on top yeah with some baked french fries on top it was just a very like oh yeah okay this because i was raised in the midwest uh-huh. okay uh where i was raised in the midwest <laughs> health consciousness wasn't a thing that was yeah, very like, in vogue at the time like the food groups which was fish and chips fried, fried chicken it was like fried foods red meat yeah Vegetables did not even equate. The vegetables were nowhere near us. Some kind of bean thing, just like bean and sugar, beans and sugar. Yeah, well, heavy white flour okay. and, uh, yeah. and, lots of, and lots of sugar. Those yeah. are the main food groups. Right. The white flour food group. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, uh, and I said white flour, uh, just to be very clear. <laughs> I said white I flour. Uh, fried chicken's got a lot of grease on it. You want to eat this bruh. Loaf of white bread to soak up that grease. Yeah, Wonder Bread. Wonder, Wonder Bread was bread. one of the... Just, we don't even get it sliced here. You just eat the whole thing. Yeah, Why would just, you slice it? The loaf is one serving. No, yeah, you just pull off as much Wonder Bread as you want per <laughs> exactly. serving. Exactly, you pull off a hunk, yeah. dip so, up that grease. All right, so, so you, didn't get, uh, you didn't get Popeyes. That's all our people want to know. How else was the rest of your trip? It was great. It was, it was nice. The uh, weather was beautiful. It was very Floridian. Okay. My parents live on a canal, and so the uh, the backdrop on the edge the, of one or in the middle on the edge of a canal. Okay, right yeah, on. they don't live in the canal. <laughs> right on. They're not mer people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but they live on a canal, and so uh, so it's very beautiful to go out and sit on the canal. Is it mosquitoy? Not right now. It isn't. Are we doing the Patreon right now? It feels like we are <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Uh, and, and so is, is nice. So beautiful sunsets. You didn't do anything Disney related while you're out there. No parks, no, no. In fact, I had a, had a serious conversation with my kids beforehand. And I said, if dad goes to Disney Springs, I won't go to any, I won't go to any, you know, I won't go to any park. Once owned Disney, like you can buy a house there and live Disney your whole life. Oh, that's celebration. Okay, sorry. Disney Springs is I'm what used to be Dis- uh, downtown stuff. Disney. Okay. So downtown Disney has now been rebranded Disney Springs. Right on. So I was like, if I go to Disney Springs, but I don't go into any parks, but I go to Disney Springs with the intention of getting souvenirs, are you cool with that? Oh, I see you bribed them, sort of. It was like a soft bribe. I just, I was floating it out there. Floating it out For there. their right. consideration. Okay. And they were hard pass. Like, oh, no. really? No. And I said, even if get souvenirs, no. <laughs> even if there's a, these are high dollar value souvenirs. Yeah, like I'm going to go get you souvenirs you can only get at Walt Disney World. Not interested. Not interested in you having that They experience. were not interested in me going anywhere near a Disney park without them. They and I respect that. Yeah, and they know you don't have self-control. Right. It, uh, yeah, they had to basically tell me, listen, we're going to disown you as a father yeah. if you go to Disney they, without us. They could tell Disney Springs was just a gateway reason. You're like, I was at Disney Springs. I got I, on a the bus. Next thing, I don't the, know what happened. It I don't was have, weird. Next thing I knew, I had a boarding. I was in a boarding group for uh, Rise yeah, of Resistance. Yeah, got him front cave ready. Picked me up, and yeah. he does. He was things. grumpy. He but, was super grumpy. And I tried to make him happy, and he said that going on Rise of the Resistance would make him happy. Since you asked whether I did anything Disney, yeah, I took a look where I was, and I was like, "Was there a Disney store?" 
Is there a Disney okay. store that I could go to? Right. What would it be like if I went to a Disney store near Disney, but not in Disney mm, or like an yeah. outlet? Cause they have like Disney outlet, Disney store outlets. That seems off brand, but keep going. Well, it's, you know, what are you going to do when the, when your theme park merchandise has to go somewhere? You put that on a conveyor belt and put it into a th- uh, an incinerator. No, you can take it. You, you, you do it to like an offsite. This is like Mickey Mouse. It's Nicky Mouse. He's no, got it, some scratches on it him. It is Mickey Mouse. It's just the Mickey Mouse nobody wanted. Right. So I took a look, where is my closest Disney whatever? And it told me 120 miles at Walt Disney World. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's how close you were. It made sense. All right. Yeah. Did you have a good week? I don't remember. All right, great. Yeah. I have something for you. Oh, boy. I love gifts. Uh, I received. So wait, your kids, your kids didn't get gifts, but I did? I didn't get this from Florida. Oh, okay. I was provided. Thank goodness. Just was, kidding, Florida. Your gifts are awesome. I was provided a copy to provide to you of. Uh, the Mandalorian, the art of the Mandalorian. No way. Yes. Oh, like the stuff they show at the end credits? Yes. Now, oh, here's the thing. Okay. I know you're not a huge Mandalorian fan. I wasn't a huge Mandalorian fan. Oh? Oh, you mean until the season finale? <laughs> until the season finale. Now I'm just not a Mandalorian fan. Okay. Well, this is... Uh, I was a huge not a Mandalorian fan. Now I'm just not a fan. Now you're just not a fan. Right, exactly. You could become a fan by the yeah, end no, of season now, three. Now all things are possible. So uh, this is the art of the Mandalorian. Yay. It covers the first season. Wow. And even though I know you're not a, a huge fan of the story of the first season of Mandalorian, I think there is no denying that the production yeah. of... Uh, Credits the, were the best part of that uh, that series. Right, watching all the production, seeing all the production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that, that book is full of production. Awesome. Where art. does this come from? It came from uh, Disney Lucasfilm and Abrams, which is their publishing imprint for like their art of books. And uh, they... They were very kind to provide us with uh, with copies. That's it's a fantastic, so awesome. fantastic Thank book. You so much. It's like a great coffee table book. Yeah, it is. And the artwork. I mean, if you are a fan of the way The Mandalorian looks, it is a fabulous book to th- thumb through. They've got like pre production sketches of what Mando was going to look like, what Cara Doom was going to look like, uh, and in addition to the the you know the paintings that you see at the end of each all episode. the concepts great stuff such a beautiful book i might put it on our coffee table but since we have a dog that's not trained i might just put it what i'm going to do is rest it in the back of my car you know how people put like hats when they're in the military yeah, you're just gonna put uh, coffee I'm gonna, table I'm books? Gonna put coffee table books lining the back of my car yeah, just so don't when, stop quickly yeah people are like, is that a mandalorian book back there dope yeah that guy's got it sweet i saw a license plate leaving my neighborhood the other day that said, uh, this is the way, I'm uh-huh. a license plate holder. And I was like, how do I pull up in front of them and tell them about our show? <laughs> Just throwing stickers at That's them? That's like always my first thought is like, I got to get in front of them, get on the brakes, then get out and be like, I'm not, I'm not, everything's fine. No, no I just want to tell you, I have a podcast. <laughs> we talk about the podcast you might enjoy. It's fine. You don't, you can get off your phone. Yeah. No, no, you can just stay on your phone. I'm just going to. Let I'm me just, actually bring it up on your phone. Here, give me your phone. Hold on, I'm going to do a five-star review real quick. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Abrams and Lucasfilm and Disney for the wonderful book. I'm going to flip through that and... Take some pictures of that and uh, post that on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we keep Penelope's saying we'll post things it. on our Instagram. But then we don't? But sometimes we do. Right on. Sometimes we do. What a sell. Hey, before we uh, yodel in the news, okay. I want to take a, a quick moment to thank, we got a couple of new Patreon subscribers recently. Hey, so Patreon's can, taken off, not only with subscribers, but with content. With like content. We've, we've committed to it. We recorded a segment uh, before this just for Patreon. And so Lauren and Michael, who are new patrons to our Patreon, uh, Welcome. in addition to all of our other patrons, patrons will be receiving uh, that hot new content, hot new content. We're going to do that every week now. We're going to just, we're going to, yeah. before we get into the main show, we're going to talk about stuff. It's personal. There's a lot of like pop culture in there. Also, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Uh, speaking of other fun things. Yeah. I don't think you even know this. Oh my God. I received a logo in my inbox yesterday. Mm. 
Bantha Boys t-shirt. Oh, really? It's com- It's it's coming. Wow. And How looks, exciting. Looks good. All right. I'm excited. What do you say we yodel in that news? Yeah. I think we should. I'm pro, <laughs> pro yodeling in the news. Oh, good. I'm just wondering what uh, what uh, late '80s or early '90s rap you're you're going to take us on this week. Uh, someone actually thanked us for uh, somehow uh, keeping Young MC in the cut of the show last <laughs> really? week. Yes, it was uh, dope. I liked it. It was great. I feel like, I feel like that. It's beat a lot of pressure though to come up with like every single yeah week. an yeah. old school hip hop. Uh, riff on yodeling in the news. So oh. I think we're just going to let the yodel speak for themselves this week. Yodels always speak for themselves. Of course they do. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Uh, the first news item is, yeah. I, I put it this way. Okay. There's so much weight in the news this week. Yeah. Right? A lot of strife, a lot of hurt Seems feelings. like every week, but A lot yeah. of confusion. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, that I figured we needed a little bit of levity to oh, start the news section. Please, and, give uh, something fun. And Star Wars added new droid stamps to the U.S. Uh, uh, to the US Postal Service. Now, for week. our listeners under 60, what is a stamp? <laughs> a stamp is something you use <laughs> okay. to send a piece of mail physical piece of mail okay if you wanted to i don't know transmit a letter or communication to somebody without using electronic means okay you could put it into an envelope so it's like a chat sticker but you put it on the outside and you have to yes okay yep exactly you actually it's it's like your it's required chat sticker in order to send a communication and they're gonna get little droids on there has this not been done before i imagine there's been star wars stamps i believe that there has been star wars stamps before but this is like a droid specific thing and so yeah, probably uh, the right just, demographic just a fun just it's a 45 fun to thing. 70 year olds that are like yeah droid stamps i love it awesome uh it, again it doesn't have to be groundbreaking no it just i like has it to be it's news. great do you know what the designs look like we i got- do uh they have ig11 right from on. the mandalorian r2d2 k2so do l3 from mm-hmm. uh solo solo yeah bb8 c3po KTS- a gonk droid kts's cousin I just, I just, I just think they're. You just pretend that they're. They, related, yeah, they, yeah, they seem programmatically related. Sure. In their personalities, a gonk droid, uh, the two one B surgical droid, and Chopper from Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who may know, he's a C one one zero P. Yeah. Droid, um, and I felt like at first, who could be upset about this? Then, <laughs> Certainly nobody. And then I took a look. No way. Are these stamps offensive in some way? You know what I realized? What? What? There's no battle droids. There's no battle droids. Oh, I There's thought no you were going to prequel go the representation whatsoever. Stamps that it's not it, it's not fair to people that don't have uh, that don't like to lick things. Let's go. It with is. That. It is. Let's go with the battle. It droids is skewed thing, against huh? those who do not lick things. Yeah, you're right. Interesting. But there's also no battle droids. Oh, that's a bummer. And I'm like, listen, I'm not a fan of the prequels, right? But those those droids were dope. I'll be stamps. sure to, to look for those on a. Uh, you wanted hot stamp news, and you came to the right place. It's Bob's and Bantha's. The thing is, the mail that I get from places, none of those places would buy hot stamps. I don't. I guess it's for collecting. Pre- I don't understand. Oh, okay. I get you. I don't know. It's like when they release a new coin or something. I guess so. Okay. Uh, in addition to things no one cares about, oh, good. let's talk about California's regional stay-at-home orders. No kidding. That, uh, that Gavin Newsom, the governor, yeah. uh, lifted earlier this week, uh, where he announced... California has no more regional stay-at-home Whew, What a relief. And a collective sigh can, broke out from everywhere and went, 
Huh? I can take the caulking off my door That's and right. all the masking tape I have yeah, on yeah, every you're window. You're pulling down all those Finally. boards. All those boards that you nailed you guys, up. Uh, have you ever, when your kids get in trouble, do you, do you put them in a timeout or something something like that? They get like a... Yeah. Okay. So every family kind of has that thing in my, in my household when I was growing up. Sit on the stairs? Sit on the stairs. Yeah. The, where you sat on the stairs was how much in trouble you were in. I got Catholic guilt. That's what I got. Yeah. yeah. Which is the most crippling punishment you could have is Catholic exactly. guilt. So this stay-at-home order to me is like when you put your kids on the stairs or put them in a timeout, then you go back because you want to give them some time to think about Severity it. was how many steps up you are? Is that what she said? Yeah. I'm sorry. I, my, I cut you off from my riffing. In, in my household, low step, minor infraction, top of the stairs, huge infraction. All the way at the top. Yeah, that Ooh. means you just think about that. what you've done. So like the stay at home is like, you need, you got, the whole state needs to sit on the stairs and then Gavin Newsom goes into the kitchen or whatever and then he comes back and he's like, you guys can get off the, hey, where'd you Wait, go? Where, where have you been? <laughs> where, you guys were supposed to be sitting on the stairs. You were in big trouble. Oh yeah, no, I know. I know, I know. governor. <laughs> We're really sorry. <laughs> it's so funny. We were in San Francisco last weekend or whatever. Literally like a like a festive summer parade of just yeah, just people, people hanging out, and like in the park, photo shoots, family reunions. I said like this, is this whole funny? I don't this, know if this is funny or not? whole like lifting of the stay at home order. I said it's like being given back a broken bike when it's been taken away from you as yeah. a punishment. Like, yeah. oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't using it to begin with, <laughs> right. but now that I know, I guess I can use it again. Thank I should you. Feel so- uh, yes. Now, people, a lot of people are saying, well, this has implications for Disneyland, which is the reason why we're talking okay. about it. All right. So there's a lot of, again, I think there's a lot of confusion even within California, let alone outside of California. What does this mean for Disneyland? People, have, yeah, and people have, are treating, it's been so confusing, the color systems, right. the ratings, the stay-at-homes, the lockdowns, the shut-ins, the shut-out. It's so confusing that now it's almost become binary in our culture. Yes. It's like, are we doing something? Are we not doing something? It's like the stay-at-home orders lift. It's like, great, that we, means we can go to baseball go games, Disneyland. Want, right? yeah. And then it's like, well, you're still in the color tier, though. And they're like, yes. nah, I don't, I never liked that. I didn't ever understand it. I'm like, Right, and the, but you can't open anything because you're in the color tier, and you're like, yeah. well, then why did you put an additional restriction yeah. on me? So where it's I also confusing, and people get confused as to as to Disneyland because you would think stay at home order lifted, Disneyland's opening in three weeks, which is not the case. Right, Disneyland, the stay at home order lifts. Uh, Orange County it remains in the purple tier, which has heavy restrictions on everything, right, including the reopening of theme parks, which I think the re- reopening of theme parks doesn't happen until like the yellow tier, which is several tiers below where Orange right, County right, is. Right, right. What this effectively means is that Disney can go back to offering outdoor dining. Uh, oh, Buena at, Vista at, and at, downtown? At Buena Vista Street. Okay. Yes. Yes. So the things that you got to experience uh, at uh, Thanksgiving time, They're people will be able to experience again, but nothing more. Okay. Uh, do you remember last week when we talked about the cancellation of annual passes at Disneyland? Oh, yeah. Well, let's talk this week about annual passes being reintroduced. Oh, wow. That was quick. It does feel a little quick. Uh, Disneyland revealed uh, options for the, an upcoming pass holder system right. uh, by, by releasing a survey out to pass holders this week. And my first thought was like, I, I, don't, even think, I don't even think the, the body had time to cool on the pass holder That's system. That's totally thing, yeah. Right, before we got a chance to uh, to start talking about it's what a new pass holder It's interesting like. comment on how we ingest news, hear news, report news uh, now, because like in the old news cycle, by the time you reported that story, got all the facts, that the additional information, it would have just been one story. Right. The old pass system's going away. Disney pulled all of the people. They got some good information. They did say, here's some things that you can look forward to coming, right. which is not a sensational news story. It's no. just something's going away. They did some research, had some smart people in a room, and, and here's some as a result of research, this yeah. is what we found. Here's some options that might be coming out soon that you can look forward to. But in today's day's age, it's like, what? The annual path, Disney's revolting against 
announcement. It's the worst thing ever. No annual passes. They're gone for good. What does this mean for the world? Oh, just kidding. Like they had like this is a very reasonable thing and backed right. by some surveys and research yes. and it might even be cheaper. Who knows? Uh, right. And and so the, the survey that was released, you know, basically what they've outlined are things that all seem very reasonable. Yeah. Uh, the price points go from anywhere between three ninety nine. Still expensive, but yeah. anywhere between three ninety nine and thirteen hundred and ninety nine dollars. Right, and there's all sorts of. And again, these are none of these are set in stone. These are. Would you be interested in this? Would you be interested in this price point if you right. want these things? The scariest thing would have been no pricing information. Like Disney's not commenting on the prices they're thinking right. about. The fact that any information about prices came out is very reassuring that this isn't a weird move. And it seemed, correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed to mostly be about behind the scenes why just clearing clearing this covid stuff out just clearing I, I think stuff so right and uh having some way to control pass holder density in the park through reservation systems and things like that like we just we want to know when you're coming you get a couple of freebies you get a couple of show up anytime right. you want but we'd like to know when you're coming so we can better plan that out yeah i think w- what it is is it's like you said it's trying to level set the disparity between those people who had passes that could get in 365 days a year right and those people who had the I think it was called the flex the pass, flex pass right. where you could make reservations. And yeah. if those reservations were taken, then you couldn't, you couldn't come. Right. Uh, or you'd have to find another time to come. And so it's, it's taking that idea of, Hey, listen, reserve when you're coming to the Disneyland. Yeah, just parks let us know. So we can control capacity. Uh, and it's, it's at every pass level. Yeah. So, at the more expensive pass levels, you have obviously greater flexibility of being able to reserve a time to come visit Disneyland when you want. You're able to make reservations farther out in advance uh, as opposed to the lower price levels where you are not able to make those reservations farther out in advance. You have to make them closer to the date and you run the risk of whether or not those. That's uh, interesting. Times are be I almost thought it was going to be in reverse that the more expensive ones you could make a reservation. Oh, like the last of. minute type of thing? Yeah, because uh, for me, that. that I guess both work for me. Like I can get down there very quickly. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. The more, more expensive ones say, I think the, the, the outside date was you can make reservations up to 120 days in advance. Interesting. Uh, so four, four months in advance of when you want to come and then they give you extra come anytime passes. Um, very exciting. Let's talk about the megaton news this week. Okay. The megaton news, which I, I can tell already you're sort yeah. of shifting in your seat. You're feeling nervous. I am. You're feeling a little anxious. You're twiddling your thumbs, I you're am. biting your nails, you're doing all the things that tell me you feel uncomfortable talking about this news. It's heavy. It's big. This news, of course, uh, it was announced this week that the Jungle Cruise uh, will be going under a refurbishment in order to remove what we would call the uh, racial stereotypes uh, that are prevalent within prevalent, maybe even the uh, strong word, yeah. but that are present yeah. uh, in in the Jungle Cruise. And, uh, so this is pretty, pretty big news. Yeah. It's getting a, I think, I think, uh, refurbishment. I don't know. That was an interesting word choice. It's some re-theming. Re-theming. Yeah. A new storyline. The storyline is is, is changing. I believe the storyline is even getting a name. It's being called journey or something like that. Journey of the something, but it's getting a new name. I think it'll still be jungle cruise. Oh no, no, it's still called jungle cruise. Totally jungle cruise. The, the re-theming project has a name to it. Oh, okay. New storyline. Um, yeah, so it, it's way more than a refurbishment. It is it is a um, it's the, similar to what's going on with I think what's going to happen with Splash Mountain. Maybe lesser, a lot lesser than what's going to happen. It's more like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. It's it's more like it's changing. It's updating show scenes to uh, reflect current cultural sensitivities, uh, current uh, 
I, I would say current cultural sensitivities. I mean, the 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 way Disney worded it, uh, Carmen Smith, uh, she works for Imagineering. She's the uh, creative development and inclusion strategies executive. Uh-huh. So she said, as Imagineers, it's our responsibility to ensure experiences we create and stories we share reflect the voices and perspectives of the world around us. With Jungle Cruise, we're bringing to life more of what people love, the humor and wit of our incredible skippers while making needed updates. And those needed updates, of course, is I think one would say, I think I think anybody, anybody can agree that Jungle Cruise has at least been accused of having racial stereotypes for multiple years. Yeah. And those involve the Trader Sam, the the cannibals, and the uh the jungle excursion guides. Yeah. Uh, sort of a, a negative stereotype of of those. Uh, characters in the ride. Yeah, and so I think I, what I, what I was going to say is that I feel I feel like this could be the end of the news segment. That's what's happening. That's what's yeah. coming to Joan Cruz. We're just reporting on it. It feels uh, selfish to me to want to stop and talk about it longer just because the Jungle Cruise is way up there on my list of things that make Disneyland Disneyland yeah. and things that meant something to me as a kid. And so it feels a little bit unfair to say like, well, hey, hold on a second. I mean, Splash Mountain, I'll be I'll be sad, but I mean, make it cool. Let's be rad. And, yeah. and, but I'm like, ju- you can't touch Jungle Cruise. And now I want to talk about it more. So I don't know. If yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's fair uh, to dive deeper into it, but it really it really forced this news really forced me to think about what do I really think about this globally mm-hmm. uh, as a person, as a creator, as an artist, as a dad, as a theme park goer, as a uh, just a person in the world. What do I really think about? when companies have to address this, need to address it, want to, yeah. feel obligated to, which they should. Uh, what do I really think about that when it hits really close to home? Uh, and so, I don't know, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, my initial ones, I'll lead into it by just saying, initially I'm a human being, so when I hear the word change, I just always... You feel all, nervous about it. I feel it. nervous about yeah. it, and I think that's because it insinuates that where I'm at now is not good. And so, and there's a bunch of trust of like, well, I don't know, where. how do you know it's going to be any better? Like, you, you yeah. have the skills, so there's just nervousness. Yep. Change is not yep. always bad, but there's a nervousness when you hear change yeah. uh, to anything. Uh, and I think that's some of that is because um, we become comfortable with what we have now. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, we, we misassociate comfort with goodness because I'm comfortable. It must be good, which is rarely the case. Right. Uh, but that's comfort, you're comfortable with it. Yeah, it, it yeah. Comfort becomes like, well, you can't change this because I'm comfortable and comfortable is good. And it's not. And especially in some of these cases. Yeah. Um, I don't know. T- take me somewhere else and then I'll tell you what else I think. Well, um, you know, when I read about these changes, I let, let me preface it or let me start by saying Jungle Cruise is one of those rides that I absolutely love. Yeah. Uh, it is in a Disneyland original. Yeah. Uh, it was, has not always been in the same state totally. since it opened in 1955. I mean, the, the, uh, the gags that are a part of the Jungle Cruise came later yeah. uh, when Mark Davis started to propose uh, making this more of a funny ride than it is a like uh, nature na- history, a ride. nature history ride with robot animals. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, so it's not like we're upsetting the, the, the long storied history of the Jungle Cruise, yeah. but that we are changing parts of the Jungle Cruise. Yeah. At the same time, Jungle Cruise is a ride that I will admit makes me racially nervous. Yeah. Which is a phrase that I have picked up over the past couple of years, which is to say, I don't, I can't say that it, uh, you know, out and out, do I say it's a racist ride? No, I don't, I don't think it is a, I personally, Scott Storm, do not think it is a racist ride, but it makes me racially nervous. I mean, there are, there are cultural depictions in there that um, are, are probably not uh, the most appropriate uh, in the society that we live in right now. Yeah. The humor that that was found funny in the 50s and 60s is not the same humor that uh, is is considered, or, you know, is not the same 
uh, level of appropriateness or humor that we have currently. And so I think it causes us to take a look and say, does this ride uh, maintain the same level of storytelling and humor that it told when it had those things in it? For me, it it makes us ask the question, what are these attractions really? Are they educational pieces? Are they history pieces? What are they supposed to represent? Are they supposed to represent a reality is are they supposed yeah. to represent today are they are they supposed to be time period accurate for the way it would have been there like what really is an attraction it's such a weird thing because it really is kind of all those things it's yeah. and what it comes down to for disney i think we can say they're supposed to be magic they are supposed to create right. a magical experience whether that's escapism whether that's imagination whether or not that's history and the, the wonder of the world that we have lived through together they are supposed to be magic and it is not magical when somebody rides that attraction and feels like they're the butt of a joke or that that a series. So you'd have people on one side that say like, it's just a ride. All these little things don't matter. Just, it's part, just be part of the joke. It's fine. And there are people on the other side that say like, no, all these little things add up to a very serious problem. And so regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, it is a problem when somebody rides your thing, who's supposed to be entertaining. It's supposed to be imaginative and it's supposed to be magical. And you have a scene like that, the war party scene, uh, that's not magical for some people. It's just not a magical experience. And so I think part of me is like, not only am I okay with this change to this ride I love, I'm very interested in it. And I think it's probably the right thing to do. Yeah. The problem we come up as hardcore theme park fans is to change it. Well, you, you really needed to understand what it was and our worry. So my worry is not, Oh, are you going to like update it just because of peer pressure, political pressure? I don't care about that. Like do the right thing. Yeah. It should be a magical experience. People that write it should not be like, Oh, that was that made Definitely me nervous, made me or nervous. that was offensive. Right. Or I didn't like that, even on a very little level, even if it's a tiny little bit of offensive. That's not something that you need to have on on a magical ride, right? right? So I'm all for updating. It's do do you understand the humor of the Jungle Cruise? And so for some of those things, part of the funny thing about the Jungle Cruise for me is that you never knew if the skipper was crazy or not. Right? Did any of those boats really go awry? Yes. Is he the only person in the world? Yes. And so now you're you're actually making a hard story point of saying it actually is a dangerous river. There is the, there's a boat that's actually crashed. Right. Or I think that breaks sort of a weird theme parky fourth or fifth or sixth wall where part of the fun of the Jungle Cruise is a lot of the things they were saying didn't add up on how dangerous it was. There didn't really seem to be any dangerous. Hippos can be scared away by shooting guns in the air. Yeah. Like none of it really made sense. In, in it not making sense, it added to that parody silliness. Now that if they're, if they're taking that a step more serious, I just worry. I just want that experience to be authentic. And I think that's what we all want. When I ride yeah. the Jungle Cruise, I don't want to feel like anything on there is forced. Like we didn't love this ride. We didn't think about what these changes made. We just knew we had to make them. We came up with something really quickly and we just threw it on there. Like that to me would be the wrong approach. The right approach is we need to make some changes. What is the Jungle Cruise? What does it mean to people? What is that humor like? What is that story like? This is funny. This this keeps that aspect of the sarcasm of this Jungle Cruise, the not knowing really what they're talking about, the, the the script being able to change so much and all that. And so I hope they do that. Here's the thing. I think Disney will. I think they have a track record of saying, like, we can uh, tackle uh, really serious issues, make updates, and make them a way that feels authentic to the ride we created. And most of the time I look at the changes and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is better. This is good. Yeah. Finding Nemo being the only one where I'm like, this this is not as good. Uh, but it allowed that ride to survive, which uh, it sure. wouldn't have otherwise. I'll ta- okay, I'll take right? that. Yeah. I, the, the one thing about... Uh, the I like that you just had this little quick comment. Like, You're wrong about the subs, but keep going. <laughs> well, listen, I'm just saying... Do you saying, want it not at all? Yeah, exactly. Do you want it not at all? Because that was that's what would yeah, have happened. exactly. Uh, what there. do you do with Trader Sam in that instance, though? Yeah. Uh, do you just make him just a, a, a native trader that has nothing to do with the whole he'll trade two of his heads for one of yours? Like, yeah. maybe that's the answer. Maybe it's just this character is 
again, has nothing to do with a, you know, a tribe like that. And it's just a, a native tradesman. Yeah. You can do so many, so many fun things with, with that. I think from an, and I think there was a thing though, as a kid, as a kid wondering like, are those real? Like it was legitimately scary when you were like right. seven, eight euros. Like, are those really heads? Like, is that possible? I think it was a jungle cruise that made me look up. Like, what are shrunken heads? Is that well, like then a, you have, is that a you process? Have the, sh- the shrunken Ned yeah. in uh, in Adventureland, where yeah. you can have your fortune told by shrunken Ned. Like, yeah. there are these little things that are storytelling elements throughout Adventureland uh, that feel. T- I mean, they feel harmless, but also spooky. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want to see those things go away. Yeah. I'm looking for truly harmless and definitely spooky. And that's a big pa- task to pay. If Disney yeah. would like some help with that, then I am currently available, available for consulting and or full-time work. Absolutely. And uh, that was, I mean, it's longer than we would take on a normal news article like that. We would usually just kind of have some fun and breeze over it. I don't know why. The Jungle Cruise is just very personal to me. It's and so beloved. Yeah. It's so beloved. It is how I, be, it, it is the reason I am probably an artist. It's the reason why I chose, it's the reason, it's the thing that allowed me to say what was true about myself, which is, I don't know what that is when you drive a boat through and you set up little scenes. I don't drive through diorama. I don't know what that is, but I love that. Yeah. Whatever that is, I don't know if it has a job title. I love that. And you want to do it. And I want to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's why we decorate our houses with like Christmas lights that are theme music. Like I want people to drive by and have an experience. Yep. Do I want that to offend anybody? Of no, course not. not. Of course, course not. not. But do I want it to have a story that makes sense and has danger and stuff like that? The world is a dangerous place. The world has a sordid past. How do we balance that? How do we balance an authentic story, which is what we're both after, yeah, an exactly. authentic magical story with the fact that the world is ha, has a storied history of things that were not fair? How, right. how do you balance those things uh, and not make it just so homogenous, so safe, so inoffensive that it actually loses things that make a story? Right. Underdogs and, and conflict and rising above yourself and all that stuff. And I think they can do it. I think Disney can do it. I think they that, have, I they think have so the too. best storytellers in the world. And I, and I think that a ride like the Jungle Cruise, I honestly think a ride like the Jungle Cruise will fare better in that storytelling than a ride like pirates of the caribbean has yeah right um and, but that's a different story for another time one thing yeah. i think you and i can both agree on okay let's agree on and something. that everybody can agree that on that wix is a great <laughs> that wix is a great website building company if you have a website that you need to build why don't you try wix thanks wix for being a fake sponsor of bob's and Bantus. <laughs> exactly. uh no the uh, the changes of the jungle cruise yeah. And Disney was clear to stress this. Yeah. Are being made independent of the upcoming Jungle Cruise movie starring The Rock so and the, Emily uh, Blunt. So The Rock will not be appearing in there. No. Good. Uh, well, at least that's what they've suggested. That would this, offend me this, more than any other change. <laughs> yes, exactly. That was my biggest concern was like, you take out Trader Sam and you put it in The Rock, who's like, oh boy, not another crew. A little you know? like animatronic peck flexing. Yeah, doing exactly. That. I can't have that. I, I think Johnny Depp's leaving Pirates. He's got to be, right? I hope so. They ha- Me too. I never liked that edition. I know. <coughs> I never liked that edition, even when I was a fan. And I think with his current troubles, just some, take him out. So that's that's come up at something that uh, some meeting at Disney has that has got to have come up. Like, can we get rid of depth from the Pirates uh, of the Caribbean? Get rid of. Uh, How about we just start with the end scene where he's like in the thing drinking and leaning back? It's it's in poor taste and. And they're like, yeah, we'll put Orlando Bloom in there. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not what we're suggesting. Yeah, we're, not su- we're just suggesting we just go back. To pirates. Oh, I'm sorry. Tell me which character from the Pirates movie you would like to put <laughs> yeah. in there. No, no, I'm suggesting we don't put any in Any is, is, would be the suggestion. You're crazy. Don't you feel like Pirates of the Caribbean, like that, uh, the last ride up there, you know, when you when you go back up to the Blue Bayou, back up above ground, yeah. and you have the show opportunity scenes on the left. 
they just feel uh, they've always felt a little underwhelming. I think that last little room where Johnny Depp is currently you in a chair. Count is, uh, yeah. His, his I think that needs to be on like a lazy Susan or a turntable where you never know what scene you're going to see in that particular as you leave the ride. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I feel like we've really did did some good stuff here today talking about the Jungle Cruise. Really good. Thanks for chatting with me about it. It's it's a hard subject. I didn't I didn't really know my feelings. If it's one of those things where I just immediately I'm like, no changes to the Jungle Cruise. It's fine. It was fine when I was six. It's fine now. Yeah. And then I started thinking about right. it, and I was like, "Is that really true? Is well, that that's the best how I felt answer? about Splash Mountain? Okay. I mean, and again, like, uh, we'll you know, let's belabor this for another two minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's how I felt about Splash Mountain. Don't change Splash Mountain because, in my opinion, and my opinion could be wrong, or again, it is a opinion. Yeah, my opinion is there is nothing offensive about Splash Mountain. It just comes from something that was that offensive, is offensive, but right? it, it has enough distance to not to not be associated by a majority of people have no idea but its Correct. connection to Song of the South. So my feeling was, don't change Splash Mountain. Yeah, my feeling on Jungle Cruise is, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, right, totally makes interesting. Sense. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I'm okay with that because I can see where people are offended by this, and they have the right to be offended by that. I hear you. I th- that feels valid. Yeah, and every kid that rides Splash Mountain is like, that was a movie about uh, rabbits and bears. Yeah, I want to go on that rabbit and bear ride again. Yeah. You know, interesting. Well, thanks for talking to me about it. I, I felt I, I felt like I want it to me. If this was the entire podcast, just talking about the John Cruise, it was worth it to me. If that was the entire show because it was so important to me that I literally like wrote down my feelings, wrote down my did. thoughts, thought like, is this the best answer I really have for the world? Like, because I want to be smart and I love that ride. And you don't want to lose us listeners like I did on our soul episode. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this guy, this guy, know what he's talking about. All right. Can we talk about why you haven't watched WandaVision? I have watched WandaVision. Okay, like, what took I you watched so the long? first two episodes. Well, because I am in an interesting predicament. Okay. Because my kids are different ages, uh, not all of them have are up to date on all of the Marvel movies. Gotcha. So I can only watch WandaVision with the children in my family who have seen Avengers all the way through. Oh. Right now, that happens to be my oldest and only my oldest. Okay. So we have to find a time when only he and I will watch WandaVision, and, and then, uh, but also doing a time that won't upset the other kids, because we're not having TV time together. Yeah. So we had to find an opportunity to watch WandaVision. We ended up watching the first two episodes. Funny enough, we actually used the group watch function of watching WandaVision while I was in the airport and my son was at home. So we did wow. the group watch uh, aspect for the first episode and watched the second episode separately. We have not watched the third episode yet. Right so on. I don't know if I'm in a position to talk about it. All right, we'll talk about it next because we, we're going to get to this. We're, we're going to clear out the news here. Then we're going to dive first, head first into the feathers of the tiki room. We're going to dive head first into a dole whip. That's what we're going to do. Oh, I love it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to go nose first into a dole whip. Yeah. Aaron and I, and we'll get see your, if our nose touch. Oh. They might. Say, get your floaties on. We're going. One dole whip. Both yeah. of us. Face Just first. one? Six straws. Yeah. Cool. Three each. No, I get four and you get one. Right, That's fine. how I get more dole whip. That was only five straws. This is the, the six one fall on the ground. It's a little early. <laughs> it's it's for Walt. Are you kidding? You Listen, didn't know that? You always leave a straw for Walt. What's wrong I mean, with you? I'm the one that spelled spell cookie with a K. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's so funny. Penelope drew a, a cookie time logo yeah. in, in the back of the car the other day. Uh, she was just drawn away. And she's like, hey, how do you spell cookie for real? Like, was it with a K or C? Or what's up with you guys? You guys are dumbing down America. We and really I was like, are. I, was like, I the know. The thing is, it rolled off my tongue so smoothly. Yeah, because it was a dope. K double O K I E. Like, it was just so. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's like, hold on. Do you not know how to spell cookie? Are these crazy cookies? <laughs> Aloha. Aloha. Come to the tiki room. Fly to the tiki room. 
Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. The show starts in just a few minutes. It's showtime. I don't think this is going to be a huge, like, deep dive mass history of the Tiki Room. Uh, but, you know, I feel like it, it was rainy and windy out and we needed something fun. We'd just come off a Star Wars thing. And the Tiki Room is where you go in and you sit down and you don't have to worry about moving forward in the line. You can just sort of relax and look and let Disneyland take care of you. And I feel like that's what I needed this week. So we okay. were talking about Ryan. I just feel like I need a Tiki Room type of experience. Yeah, because you I'm just, picked this one. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about? You said, let's do Tiki Room. Where I just sort of, uh, and it's connected to, to Raleigh. And so I like yeah. that. And so I just needed something where where I could just feel... Uh, you know, encapsulated by Disneyland where I don't need to tell people how many people are in my party. Just walk in, sit down, relax. So let's do that. Yeah, Tiki Room is for me, uh, it connects It connects us to the origins of Disney, yeah. Disneyland, connects to the origins of Disneyland. And uh, it's beloved. Yeah. But it is absolutely an attraction that would not exist today. Why do you think that is? Uh, tell me first why you think it's beloved. Why do you think, what is it that you love? It doesn't go upside down. It nope. doesn't go fast. It, uh, it, it doesn't, it's not tied into any IP yet. Uh, oh, I, I don't well, know it anything. Was. <laughs> okay. It was, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. So what, what is it? Why do you call it beloved? Is it the history? Is it the amount of artistic detail that and thought that was put into it? What makes it beloved? Yes. Those things. Absolutely. It's the history. It's the number of Disney legends that were working on it. Right. It's the uh, intimate involvement that uh, Walt had in the attraction. Totally. And I think it's because it is, uh, it, it's one of those attractions that just bring a smile to everybody's face that's on it. It's, yeah. it's, it's one of those attractions I feel like you can't not enjoy yourself when, when you're in there. And Walt knew it when he was creating that. Yeah. And so I feel like it, for me, it ties me to Disney history it's a shared experience that uh, that feels nostalgic, but also is just quintessentially Disney as well. And um, and again, I think it's one of those things that would never exist now. No one would decide, okay, we're going to build a 15-minute audio animatronic show where you go and sit down in a circular room and watch robot birds sing to you. Yeah. No one would do that. But we're going to update the songs all the time so that there's like a rap one and then there's like wow. a country one. We're getting there. We're getting there. Really? Don't get there yet. Well, don't get there yet. I'm going to, man, I'm hitting things I don't mean to hit. Oh, I know you don't. Wow. You, you must, there is a, there's a history here that you are probably unaware of. Wow. Or maybe only tangentially aware of, but we will talk about I'm it. I'm tangentially a lot. I'm trying to cut down though. Yeah. My doctor said like, keep You got a pill for that? Yeah. Well, no, he just said first, just try to reduce the amount you think tangentially <laughs> and then We'll get it checked out. That's good. All right. I'm glad you're seeing someone. For let's that. talk about the, let's talk about the roots of the, of the Tiki room, where it came from. Cause it has an interesting connection. I find it fascinating that Adventureland's next to new Orleans and the Tiki room has a connection to new Orleans, new Orleans, the place. At least I believe it does. That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So, so again, this is a, we talked about whether or not we were going to do a deep dive history yeah. of the Tiki room. Instead, we decided to settle on things you never knew you just, never knew. Yeah. Things you never knew you never knew. And so do you want to go with your first thing you never knew you never knew? You sure, started I'll, to touch on it. Yeah, well, I, I think this is true. I don't know. But I believe Walt was in New Orleans. I believe he liked New Orleans. That's what I think. I just think he liked that that town. Uh, he apparently had some sort of jokey relationship with the mayor of the at the time of that town. Yeah. I don't remember what his name is, but I know that when New Orleans, the land opened. He, Francois Dubois. 
Is that really his name? Was I his name? Oh, okay, no. I think it was something with J. But he brought that. Probably, mayor. it probably was. He brought that mayor in. Lebeau, Francois Lebeau. That oh, seems yeah. like a from the Lebeaus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bows. Uh, when New Orleans opened to Disneyland, whatever year that was, sixty-five. 65. Uh, he brought the mayor of New Orleans arrived. 65? I think it was sixty-six, but hold uh, on. All right, fine. 1966 is when uh, New Orleans Square was open. Well, that stays in the podcast since I was right. Uh, (laughs) So when New Orleans Square opened, I I, I think Walt had some relationship with the the mayor of New Orleans. He brought him in, and actually that guy stepped foot into New Orleans or arrived in New Orleans Square via the Mark Twain. Like, oh, is that right? I didn't know boat, that. Got off the Mark Twain or something like that, went into New Orleans Square. And I think by every account, uh, New Orleans was more expensive to build than the actual New Orleans and cost more than the Louisiana Purchase, which got us New Orleans. Anyways, yeah. okay. I, I digress. But Walt liked New Orleans. What does this have to do about? Uh, oh, I'm going to tell, oh, tell you. Oh, okay. You. We're getting there. Like uh, Walt seemed to be a fan. You're of the one the that town. said we had to speed this podcast. Yeah, up. I'm speeding through it. He's in New Orleans for some reason. Yes. Vacationing, hanging out. I heard New Orleans was a a a thought of that the Florida version of the park might be in, in that area in New Orleans that they'd originally considered that before Florida. So maybe he's out there doing research, uh, but he goes into some store, a curio store, a curiosity store and sees a, a gilded cage with some kind of mechanical bird in Correct. it. And wants, from Paris, oh, from Paris yep. and wants to do something with that. And that is the very, that's the origin 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 of the Tiki room. Yeah. It's a Your wind, thoughts. it's a wind up bird okay. uh, that, that sings that whistles. And so he buys this for uh, Lillian and he brings it home to her as a gift. And then it ends up, ends up giving it to his Imagineers and say, basically saying, I like this. Take this apart. See, yeah. <laughs> see how yeah. it works. And, uh, and so they take it apart to see like the intricate uh, um, um, mechanics. Are we going to have to be able to put it back together, Walt? Like, yeah, yeah I bought that for my yeah, wife. Yeah, I mean, like, I, <laughs> it's Lillian's Lily's out. She's out right <laughs> yeah. now. I, I took it home. All right, I have to bring it home. So, uh, yes. So it was a mechanical bird that... Uh, that wound up and sung, and that was the inspiration for really the first audio animatronics. Yeah, and and so your f- first did you know? Did you know? Or you never knew? You never knew? Yeah, was that uh, this mechanical wind up bird inspired the uh, the Enchanted Tiki Room? My first, uh, you never knew. You never knew was that it was the first attraction to actually promote the term audio animatronics. Oh, really? Yep. And then I'll go right back into mine. Uh, what do you know about uh, the sort of godfather of audio animatronics, Wathel Rogers, is is the yes. so Imagineer's Wa- name? That's right. And Wathel Rogers was the one who took apart this bird. Yeah. Oh, really? See, yeah, in order to see how it worked. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. I know he did a ton of stuff. I also know that he came from the Chenard Institute in Los Angeles, which was an art school. Oh, okay. And Chenard merged with either another art school or merged with a Disney internal art school to form CalArts. Oh, uh, all right. And so Chenard is the very, very early, 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 early parts of CalArts. So I think that's awesome that he went there and did so much uh, audio animatronic work in the park. Yeah. So this, uh, you know, you have Walter Rogers, you have Rolly Crump, you have Mark Davis. You have Blaine Gibson. Yeah, I mean, those are just to name four of them. Blaine Gibson, a sculptor. Yep. So one of my one of my heroes. And uh, and uh, Rolly and Mark artists. Yeah. And uh, and then Walt and John and John Hench as well. Yeah. Uh, so you have these like titans of Disneyland design that are all working on this on this attraction together. Yeah. And Walter being the one who developed the audio animatronic bird uh, and then replicated that. Do you have another one, or was that your one? Uh, well, I was going to say... Because I'm going to keep talking about Imagineers if you don't. Well, I was going to say that this was the Enchanted Tiki Room. You're probably aware, maybe you weren't, is that this was originally intended to be a restaurant. Yeah, I, I, 
I think the reason it didn't become a restaurant is is interesting. Yeah, which is I, what I've heard is that it's a uh, two things. It's distracting to have a full show going on, and people will eat very slowly or not at all, and it will be hard to like. There's a balance between people eating and being distracted by a show that's going around them, and that we're going to make this thing so real that people are going to be scared that uh, the birds are going to you know do stuff on their food and that one do do oh do do they're going to poo do <laughs> on their their poo poo platter. I believe that was the uh, the conversation that actually they had. Uh, John Hench and Walt had about doing a restaurant that had birds in it, like a bir- birds in it, and the concern was. Well, these birds are going to, if we have live birds in them and we have a restaurant, then these birds are going to do their business and do yeah. people's food. And uh, and so John Hench. Oh, because they were going to have live birds at the beginning. I believe that that was, that was a thought. And then John Hench pointed out to Walt, well, listen, uh, well, we won't have live birds. We'll have stuffed birds. Yeah. And then Walt Disney said to John Hench, uh, Disneyland doesn't have stuffed birds. Yeah. And then Hench was one that said, no, 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 we'll make mechanical birds. And that's what we'll do is we'll have mechanical birds that sing to them. And then Walt said, oh, okay, mechanical birds. And uh, so that's sort of where that idea came from. But yeah, it was originally going to be a restaurant. It was a Tahitian-styled tea room, which became the Tiki Room. And uh, and you're right. I think the reason why they pivoted away from the actual restaurant, and I I read a little bit about it. The restaurant was supposed to be a preset meal. So you went in, your meal was already on the table. Oh, really? You You didn't order. You didn't, you didn't, it's just, this is what you get when you're here. Right. And it was going to be the first by reservation only restaurant on Disneyland. Makes sense. And so when you went in, your uh, meal was preset, you ate your meal, and then there was going to be a 15 minute show. And then they cycled everybody out. And it was going to happen once an hour. So there was going to be a Wow, low capacity. Yeah, very low capacity. Huge cost to run, super low capacity. Probably would have cost extra. I mean, you'd have to buy a ticket for that. Yeah, of course. Well, that's what we'll get into uh, other things like that shortly. But they decided to pivot away from the restaurant idea because when all was said and done, they realized they had such a spectacle on their hands that people weren't going to want to leave the restaurant. And so uh, they, they had concerns about turning it over uh, in time, and so they just turned it into an attraction. So let's see if this makes it into the podcast now, but there seems to be actually conflict in the origin story of the Tiki Room. Uh, one says that they wanted this restaurant, the restaurant would then have real birds in it, and they're like, we can't put real birds in it, we'll have mechanical birds. The other origin story says Walt went to New Orleans, got this Tiki, found this singing mechanical bird, liked it, and that was the genesis of it. Um, so one starts with mechanical birds and builds the Tiki Room. One starts with a dinner show, with real birds and turns into man. How do those two origin stories actually resolve? They seem like they're they're potentially conflicting, but I think probably they're both things. I think Walt is, you know, I think the the advent of audio animatronics is happening at the same time that they're trying to think of, well, what do we do about this? Or we're going to have this restaurant with, with birds in it. So I don't know how those two things resolve each other, but I think they are both happening. But but organically they're happening at the same time. The Tiki Room itself feels like a very organic ride. It doesn't yeah. feel like a planned, we have this space, it's allotted for this purpose, go make some level attraction of that. It just seems like I want, I think, wouldn't it be cool? But yeah, but it just seems like a very organic thing, which seems like a Disneyland thing. It seems like a hard thing to do uh, nowadays where it has to have a property attached to it, has right. to like make sense, has to have like revenue projections. Even versus- the space itself. I mean, again, you, you when you walk in, it, they have the circular seating. And so things that you are looking straight at other people are looking at from a different angle, yeah. but it's the same thing. Yeah, totally. It feels like a restaurant. You know, yeah. it feels like, oh yeah, if you swapped out these benches and put tables in here, you'd absolutely have a dinner show going on. All right, I'm going to share one of my things you never knew you never knew. I'm, I'm really excited to get into this. Did you know 
uh, Harriet Burns. We were talking about all the Imagineers that yeah. worked on there, and Harriet, Bur- Harriet Burns is, I think, credit as the first female Imagineer, if not the first uh, imagine first female Imagineer to get a window on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Main Street. Main Street. She probably has one on Wall Street, too. <laughs> She's the first one to get... A window She's on doing Main training. Street. Yeah, she's multi-talented. Yeah. I like I like uh, Harriet Burns. Uh, Walt looked at the birds, uh, one of these Waltism stories, and they were moving and flapping and singing and whatever, and he said, why aren't they breathing? And uh, so she was tasked with solving the breathing problem. Uh, and part of the problem was that the feathers on the front of the, the chest were hiding the, the breathing yeah. mechanism. Yeah. You just couldn't tell. Uh, and so the story goes, she looked at Walt bending his elbow in one of his famous Mr. Rogers-esque uh, sweaters yeah. uh, that he would wear and noticed the fabric bending around his elbow and thought, oh, we should we should put some, have a fabric treatment around the chest area there that would allow guests to actually see the breathing. Oh, the expansion of the chest? Of the, of the birds. And so she's just, a, she's just a neat Imagineer that did some work, did tons of work. Before she went to uh, Disney, she worked uh, in Las Vegas at hotels doing set production, stage production there. She worked at Santa's Village in Lake Arrowhead, California, at a theme park there that went out of business doing set design. And she worked for some TV studio doing the, something called like the Colgate Magic Hour, Colgate Happy Hour, something, some sort of variety thing. And she did set design for them and then finds her way to Disney. Uh, yeah, I think just working there. And then it's, as a lot of these stories go at that time, it's like a Disney story often has the phrase and their desk was next to fill right. in the fill in the yeah. blank. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I was just doing my job, but you know, my desk was next to such and, and such. So they asked me, Hey, would you, uh, yeah, who, who was figure out how to put a breathing apparatus yeah. on this fake bird? And then I got recruited to wed and then I became Imagineer and then I ended up working in Disney and then I became a legend. Yeah. And like, that's just such a common story during that era of, I shared a desk. There was a problem. I was asked to help solve the problem. I did was recruited into wed and the rest is history. Yep. She, she shares that story and is now credited as the, the first uh, female legend and, and has a window on main street. Well, speaking of a, Another Disney legend, a friend of ours, Rolly Crump. Yeah. Uh, he actually provided the first designs for the birds for the Tiki Room. Uh, and in my uh, You Never Knew, You Never Knew, Ooh. Walt found them to be too stylized. So very, very cartoonish. The very, birds? Yeah, the birds. Uh, his uh, Rolly's drawings were just too cartoonish, too over the top. And so Walt said, I don't want to use that. And so yeah. he turned to Mark Davis for the design and the look of the birds. And then... Uh, uh, Mark Davis started to provide a bunch of different designs that were more grounded in reality, yeah. but still had uh, emotive expressions on them. Walt liked what he saw and then turned to Blaine Gibson to sculpt the very first uh, bird, which then became the, uh, the, you know, the, the start of all the other bird sculpts uh, that would happen. Is that Jose? Uh, it was a macaw. I'm not sure if it was Jose okay. specifically. It was one of the four main, uh, four what, main macaws. What do you think about that? Because in my mind, uh, in my mind, looking at the Tiki Room, I might be crazy for saying this. I almost would prefer Raleigh's version of it. You would. Yeah, because the, the birds and the team, they're, they're wonderful and stuff like that. They are already singing and doing these fanciful things. Yeah. And if you look at, maybe this is not true. The tiki aesthetic definitely has, has gone out into Disney culture and be a thing for people sure. like. Uh, but the, the birds themselves don't seem to be on as many products, don't to be able to be thought of as actual characters yeah. because they're this huge ensemble of very realistic, hard to define, even the main ones, Philippe and Pierre and Jose and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. Um, I think they're hard to, for people to attach to as individual characters yeah. that they like. Oh, I like that one better than this one. And if they'd gone with Raleigh's design of, of, of you get two things, you get more articulation in the face so you can actually see things moving better. And I know they did that some work, but I don't know. I would, what do you think? I would almost prefer a more stylized version of the Tiki Room. I never thought about that before. Uh, I, I don't Do you want to think about it now? 
I'll think about it immediately. Okay. Uh, I don't disagree that you would get something that uh, maybe is uh, more resonant with uh, with guests, right? And something that you could market or merchandise a little bit easier. Yeah, but exactly. I, I love the I love the sweetness and the um, of the Glee Club. I love the sweetness of the Glee Club. Yeah, I, ju- I just do. It reminds me of uh, of the jungle cruise in that way. Right. Yeah. I mean, you have these realistic looking animals in this, uh, in this environment and I, uh, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice a more realistic looking, uh, f- I always said foliage. That's not right. Uh, foul, yeah. more realistic looking foul, <laughs> uh, for the sin, for the, the magical sensation of these birds are singing and talking in unison. And I, I think maybe that's the thing that I like about it is because you wouldn't expect that to happen. You don't expect having four macaws talking to you and being the hosts of a, uh, production and then all of the birds singing in unison yeah. and the tiki gods coming together and drumming, uh, because they're all realistic looking. If they were all cartoons, you would expect that. And you don't expect that with uh, with the. I get that. Yeah, I get that part. That makes sense. Uh, speaking of the birds, the big bird mobile where all of the female birds sing. Yeah, that's pronounced mobile or mobile. I pronounce it mobile. Can you go either way? I think mobile is a city in Alabama. Okay. Do they have mobiles there? Gas stations. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I was concerned about that. Um, that uh, that mobile or mobile uh-huh. uh, is themed after Las Vegas showgirls. And uh, which is the reason why all of the birds are white yeah. and they have sparkles on their body yeah. so that when they turn, the light hits and refracts in a certain way. Is and that, that was an idea provided by Walt and, uh, and engineered by, by Rolly Crump. If you listen to our Rolly episode, one of my did you knows, did you know is that the rain effect during after the war thing is uh, in the Disneyland version is caused by mylar, some sort of uh, reflected acrylic like a twisting coating. type of thing. Yeah that, yeah, that reflects right and looks like rain in Florida. Uh, I learned this from Rolly. They tried to do it with actual. I uh, know. I think this was from uh, Bob Gurr actually told us this. No, no, no. It was Rolly. Was it Rolly? Yep. That they tried to do it with water in Florida. And failed uh, miserably. Which was, turns out to be a terrible idea. So think, think it's really raining sheets of plastic out there. There's a Yale Gracie effect. Yeah. The Mylar sheets. Did yeah. you say that already? No, I didn't say it was Yale yeah. Gracie. seems like he had a book and it had a lot of cool stuff in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can still find that book. Really? Yeah. It's called The Boy Mechanic. Oh, right, right. Yeah. yeah. That would be a, a good gift for anybody that's looking. For sure would. The uh, here's a here's a, did you know? Did you know that the Enchantiki Room was the first building in Disneyland to have air conditioning? I did not know that. It is true, and it was not because they just wanted to provide a more comfortable place for people to sit. It was because you have 150 audio animatronics in there and generating uh, some heat. Generate some heat. You got to yeah. keep those computers and uh, mechanics cool, so they cooled it uh, with the first air-conditioned building in Disneyland. Now they could just Still hook a very a, nice place to sit. They could hook a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket up to those things, plug or a Popeyes. USB board, yeah, and uh, and do a KFC console. That's a real thing. The KFC console? Yeah. Is that... Uh, Only Kennedy will like this little part. She'd be like, wow, you really forced that into the podcast, Dad. Thanks, but also don't do that. Just keep it organic. Keep it real. You did it for your kid. Yeah. No one can blame you for that. Uh, the Cheeky Room. Yes, that's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. It's got its own bathroom. It does have its own bathroom. It has two of them. Fantastic. Which is just, that's a travel tip. That's a, you never knew, you never knew. Uh, But there's, uh, there's uh, the secret bathrooms of Disneyland is a not 
you know, unoften talked about thing on right. podcasts and blogs. Uh, where's the best place to go? Which ones like kind of the when you got to go when you got to go. And there, that was one of the ones that was always on my secret bathroom. I almost list. didn't put that in the oh, show because you didn't want people to know. I didn't want people you to use the Adventureland one across the that's street. Right. Like everybody, that's the best one. Yeah. The Adventureland really one's good. the best one. The one where everybody's waiting and nobody can find their party party. Yeah, and it's the, it's best like the, one. The, the rock wall to sit on. Don't look at where I'm going. Yeah. I'm, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. It has its own bathroom. Very small, very tiny bathrooms. That's what you want. Yeah. I want to know what's the most amount of time you can spend in that bathroom before anybody's like, hello. Four and a half hours. <laughs> There's other people. If uh, if you go with the thought that it is an unused bathroom, you could yeah. probably spend a lot of time there. And can you hear the show playing while you're in there? I got to imagine. You, you have to be able you to. Have to be able. The you hope, just dance around. The hope around. is that they can't hear you while the show is playing. <laughs> it brings a whole new meeting to the tiki, 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 tiki room. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm in right now. I tell you. Uh, did you know that when it first opened, the Tiki Room had its own admission price? No, talk to me about that. It was a 75 cent admission fee in order to go see the Tiki Room. And uh, and that was because they were just so... Well, I actually, I don't know the reason why. I have some suspicions, though. This also goes into another factoid. So let's talk about this okay, for a moment. Okay, talk to me about it. So they charged 75 cents to get into the Tiki Room, and eventually it was folded into the ticket book. Right. And here's the funny, here's another uh, fun fact. It actually was an e-ticket when they folded it wow. into the, t- the, the, the that, ticket book. That's a big one. You know, Matterhorn, yeah, or Matterhorn wanna, or and you want to sit down and... And the Enchanted Tiki Room, both e-ticket yeah. uh, e-ticket events. But I think the reason why, and there are a couple of different speculations as to why it had its own admission. One, it was not owned by Disneyland. I'm going to go through a bunch of different facts right now. Okay. okay yeah, so hit me with it. You. I'm excited. It was not owned by Disneyland. It was owned by Wed Enterprises, which was Walt's own Skunk Works business. Uh, yeah. Okay. And the Walt Disney Company did not own Wed Enterprises. So it was wholly developed by, by Wed Enterprises. And so- it was. Uh, Is that true of the monorail too? Yes, that's okay. correct. And eventually, Wed would be purchased by the Walt Disney Company. All come under the same corporate umbrella. But for at this point, it was owned and developed independently by Walt. It was also an attraction that they tried to pitch to Coca Cola for the 1964 New York World's Fair. Yeah, but Coke didn't pick it up. Yeah, and so I think. Now, as anybody who's listened to the show before or as a fan of Disney knows, the 1964 World's Fair was a huge event for Disney. Yeah. Multiple attractions came out of it. The People Mover, yeah. uh, It's a Small World. Uh, Anyways, lots of important attractions. A lot of Imagineers that worked on the Tiki Room did stuff for that World's Fair. Right, and so those sponsors, those those attractions had sponsors. Pepsi, for example, sponsored It's a Small World. Ford sponsored yeah. Ford's Magic Skyway. Because Coke didn't pick up the sponsorship for the Tiki Room, I think that meant that Walt had to uh, invest his own money into the development of it and that it wasn't subsidized by a sponsor. And so I think my my, my speculation Give is that that's spec. the reason why they uh, charged an admission fee was to, to get some of that uh, investment back oh, interesting. Before, before they had a full-time sponsor sponsoring the Tiki Room. Now, I don't want to go too far off of my next Did You Know You Never Know, but this makes sense for you and I as hosts of this show because yes. we represent different coasts at time. But in Florida, I believe you guys renamed yours uh, Tiki Room under new management, and we did not do that in Disneyland. Well, even before that, it was not known as the Tiki Room. It was called the Tropical Serenade. So it was the Tiki Room. A much worse name. Totally worse name. (laughs) But it was called Tropical Serenade. It was the exact same show. That's what you call when you spill uh, Kool-Aid on your kids or when your kids, uh, when uh, when the Kool-Aid man busts through the wall and starts singing. Oh, yeah. That's a Tropical Serenade. That's actually the name of Kool-Aid. Fruit punch all over. That's a Kool-Aid pouch flavor name all day long. 
Have you guys tried the tropical serenades? It's like so there's like fruit punch, but it has like a hint of pineapple in it. It's a Capri Sun flavor, is what it it's is. It's gonna let you keep going. <laughs> I know. It feels like you're doing something, but um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it was Aladdin themed or something. I don't know anything about it other than it's like another thing where I'm like, huh, Florida did that, huh? And then Scott's doing research, and I was like, under new management, that's weird. Who's managing the old one? Did that guy get fired? Was he like, was he not doing a good enough yeah, job? I'm gonna let you keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, you are correct. Yay, me. In uh, 1998, Tropical okay. Serenade underwent a, a redesign, and it became the Enchanted, the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management. Yeah. Uh, and, it, it, and it existed that way from 1998 until 2011. Okay. What happened. Okay. What happened was uh, they, they changed it, and under new management, the story of under new management was that Iago from Aladdin right. and Zazu from The Lion King took over the Enchanted Tiki Room with the intention of updating it to make it more contemporary for modern audiences. All sorts of things combining there. I think there was a tiki rap that uh, took place by Iago. Have you seen this? Have you been in this experience? I have seen it. Okay. Uh, They incorporated, and now uh, going back to your comment about Rolly and Rolly's design for the birds. Yeah. The dissonance here between seeing these realistic birds and then having... Iago and Zazu, very cartoony. Very cartoony. Uh, both fully audio animatronics in this uh, in this attraction was staggeringly, yeah, staggeringly off. They're yeah, but they're almost not playing bird characters in there. They're playing they're playing like people characters. Yeah, they're running. They're running. They're a running theater. a theme park ride. So right. it's almost two different worlds colliding. It's the real worlds of Akabar and uh, you know the pride of Africa lands. Right. Uh, combining with a theme park, two diff- different things. That's that's interesting though. It was. Horrendous. Was it really not good? It was not good. Oh, it was not good. Can you do a little bit of the rap? No, but I'm sure you'll put it in. Oh, right I guess here. so. And you can't even hum a few bars so that I can have a nice I'm segue. I'm not even going to try. Do you even know what it sounds like? I have no it's idea what Gilbert this is. It's Gilbert Godfrey rapping. Oh, no. Just that's use, enough said. Use that's your enough said right there. Yeah. <laughs> The birdies in the tree sing pretty harmonies We tiki gods like a lot So let's all sing like the birdies sing Tweet, tweet The boys in the back are called macaws And that's because they always laugh Most little birdies will fly away But the tiki moon birds are here every day Hey, Whoa, smoking uh, it is, it's not good. Uh, and I would say universally unliked. Oh, wow. Okay. There are some things that came out of it that were good. For example, uh, Kevin Rafferty, uh, one of the yeah. Imagineers that wrote a lot of the, the, the lyrics for this update, right. uh, invented a new Polynesian tiki god called Aoa. And, uh, the Aoa is now in uh, Trader Sam's in Disneyland. Oh, fun. Yeah, so you actually see that uh, that design work there. Right on. Uh, it, it met a untimely end when a fire uh, took place in the Tiki Room. Themed fire? I'm going to leave that up to your, <laughs> really? own, wow. your own conclusions. Uh, Iago caught fire and allegedly was irreparable. <laughs> okay. And so as a result, they took it all down and they put it back to now the Tiki, the Enchanted Tiki Room. Which is just a duplicate of Disney's for duplicate all, intents, of Disney all intents and yep. purposes. Right yep. on. Uh, the rumor is that some very uh, upset cast members who absolutely hated this attraction may or may not have started that fire in order to make it go down. Interesting. So Disney would have to, that's the rumor. That that's is the a rumor. real, that's a real uh, job. That's a real job forward where like you, you, 
you don't get caught for that, and you you get your ride. And back. And you get your ride back. You, you get caught for that. You might do jail time. When uh, uh, when I was working at, at Walt Disney World, when I was do sets in Adventureland, yeah. the break room for the characters was um, behind and above the Enchanted Tiki Room. So you'd actually hear it playing over and over and over again, and you could actually walk up a staircase and look down into the roof because that was sort of where the Interesting. Uh, the um, mechanics or the engineers would, would be able to access the room. Oh, okay. So you could actually look down into the room and see some of the uh, the audio animatronics going there. Oh, wow, that's yeah. fun. Yeah, I did not set fire to the Tiki no, Room. No, I, so insinu- I wasn't insinuating that you it did. Was, I, it was open. Under new management was operating when I was working there. You were on a break. You do seem to know a lot about the roof. I'm very well aware of the inner mechanics of uh, of the Tiki Room. Yeah. But let it be said again. No. Abundantly no. clear. Yeah. Uh, I have only heard that it was a rumor. Super That rumor. a fire yep. was set. Maybe it was a complete accident. I don't yeah. know. I really have no idea. Okay. I had nothing to do with it. I had nothing to do with we're, it. We're hearing that loud and clear. My last one that I have is: Do you know who? Uh, do you know who Maynard Smith is? Does that name ring a bell? I'm not. I don't think so. Maynard Smith is a. Uh, I believe that's his name. I'm going to say it is. He's a cast member at uh, Disneyland. Uh, and oh yes, in, yes. Worked in the Adventureland area. Yes, and, I know who you're talking and about. And is often working. Uh, and and when he was, you know, uh, the Tiki Room, and just made that ride uh, his own. In fact, having Maynard start the show, uh, the the cast members' involvement obviously is they they wake up the bird, they right. sort of get everybody seated, wake up the bird. Sometimes they involve a cast. Uh, like sorry. eight seconds, I think. Yeah. In order for them to be able to do that, to like to start the program and wake up the bird. Yep. And sometimes they'll pull somebody, an audience member, to wake up the bird. They'll do different things. But yep. uh, Maynard Smith is. You know, he's got his own Facebook page. He's got his own fan group. He's just because he just made that ride his own. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny. I, we we had him in oh, did you? as one of ours. Yeah. So yeah. I got to experience a, a Maynard Smith Tiki Room experience. And what was that like? Uh, it was amazing. I didn't know who he was at the time when it happened. I just remember like commenting on like, like, that's who I want to be. Like, that was so, that was so different. So amazing. That's what everything should be like yeah. all the time should be that. I was so entertained and thought like, I think it's probably when I started thinking like, Oh, Tiki room is my favorite ride uh, because of that, that attraction, because of that experience. And then I only learned five years later that it's like a known thing. That, yeah. That, that people, like people of, go and get pictures with Maynard. Yeah. Like yes. that's a known cast member. I didn't know it at the time. So I, I'm glad. And I never had that experience again, but I did have it before. I knew I'm glad you had that experience. Yeah, me too. That's fun. Um, uh, one of my last ones is, uh, everybody thinks that the Tiki room has been sponsored by Dole because of course yeah, the Dole whip, that's yeah. one of the, there are three places that you can get the Dole whip. Yep. Uh, it's at Disney world, Disneyland and, uh, my I kitchen. Think Dole farms, I think is what it's called. Something like that. Like in Hawaii where, oh, where Dole sure. is, uh, is located, but actually, uh, Dole took over the sponsorship from United airlines in 1976 United Airlines was the original sponsor of the Tiki Room. Of the Tiki Room? Of the Tiki Room. That's a fun sponsor. Because Hawaii had recently become a state. Okay. And so uh, United was promoting their flights to Hawaii. That's fine. And before United... (coughs) Excuse me. That's fine. And before United, Mm -hmm. it was originally intended to be sponsored by Stouffer Restaurants. Stouffer, the creator of the um, Frozen Dinner. Yeah. So... I think it landed just right with Dole. Dole seems oh, like one hundred percent. But they are not a sponsor of the actual Tiki Room. Is that no, they 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 became a sponsor in nineteen seventy six and have yeah. been the sponsor of the Tiki Room it's ever since. Such a natural and oh, good fit. Absolutely. The two are there's such a synergy and synonymy. It's, it's also the right. only uh, attraction that you can take food and beverages into. You can take your doll with yeah. and sit in the Tiki Room. It's such a great uh, experience. Oh, it absolutely is. Is that the best way of watching the uh, the Tiki Room? Is with a Dole Whip? 
Um, it's hard to plan that correctly. I think to be be honest with you, the, it depends on time of day you go, the li- the line, the inside line, the outside line. Yeah. Uh, when you got there for the show, how many people are waiting for it? But to actually get a Dole Whip and move directly into move directly into the showroom and enjoy that fresh before it melts or before you've decided yeah. to just eat it uh, in the waiting area uh, actually takes some skill. It's not impossible, but it takes some skill. No, so it's I- a fine it's a fine time. You need a, a finely tuned chronograph on yeah, your on your on wrist. your wrist. You need yep. a swatch or a pop swatch, yep. which or I, I believe we talked about on our Patreon. Oh, you may, should not, go, you may should, not have made it into this It's not in this show. episode. That's yeah. on the Patreon. But so uh, I think waiting for it is, is ideal. If you go get that and then you go back where the, uh, where some of the Tiki God uh, sculptures that Raleigh right. did are, uh, there's a place to sit in yep. a couple of ways. Sit back, enjoy that before the show. Uh, That's the, why I go for the, the, the Dole Whip float. Okay. Because that way, if it melts, it's fine. It's melting in a pineapple juice. That sounds great. What's your favorite Tiki Room song in the Tiki Room? Well, you got to go with the Sherman Brothers classic. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the introduction song. Uh, it's definitely my favorite, and and I believe they, they they bring it back around at the end too, don't they? Probably I they do they the do. war I song. Uh, I also let's like all sing like the birdie sing is my least favorite. That's my least you. favorite yeah. one. It's still good, but it is my least favorite. Yeah, I love when they wake them up uh, when they wake up the four main birds or whatever. Yes. Uh, we have the like the full show on audio yeah. that we listen to in the car sometimes. Same here. There's actually like a lot of like pretty good jokes between them. Oh, like, there is. When they're all waking up. There's a lot of like little one-liners there. Like my lyrics are out of this world. The problem is they're not they're too, too far, far out of this world. That's right. I love all that stuff. So yes. that, that's one of my tips is listen for the jokes at the beginning. They're, you they're you know what funny. I found out what? recently that uh, a woman that we work with, her great uncle was the voice of Pierre. That's astonishing. I know. Why is she not here for this episode? Well, I j- just dropped a little bit of, bit of knowledge. She didn't even know we were talking about the TV And then room. And you were like, do you want to be on a podcast? And she's like, not really not re- your podcast no <laughs> no that wouldn't be a thing i'd want to be on well, that was fun that was just a, that was just a very that was a cruise that was a, a flyby of the tiki room that was a quick tiki that was uh let's all swing i was trying to do a swing like the birdies do oh didn't work i am k-n-n-e-d-y and if you have to ask the question well because i'm so fly disneyland knowledge not as good as my dad's star wars has got storms but opinions i have if you want me to do it good, I just have to cross some of this stuff out. Welcome, everybody. It is Mouska Teenager time. I am, uh, what is my name? Kennedy. I'm Kennedy. I am also known as Kennedy Cumulus or Kenderful or just Kennedy. It's up to you. And with me is Mr. Aaron Absolute Humidity. Woohoo! It me. does feel weird saying your name. Uh, the Aaron part? Mm hmm. Absolute humidity, you're fine with. But it's when Mr. You, Absolute humi- Humidity. You can just call me Mr. Absolute. I kind of <laughs> like. I, okay. I kind of like that. All right. What do you want to talk about on this segment? I'll tell you what I want to talk about. This whole episode uh, has uh, been about uh, the Jungle Cruise news, which you'll hear when you listen back to this episode. Some retheming stuff on the Jungle Cruise, which is an Adventureland, and the Tiki Room. We did some sort of uh, did you know some thoughts about the Tiki Room, also in Adventureland. And uh, you and I tried to visit Adventureland last night, and we'll talk yes, about that. Did. Let's talk about how that came about, though. I'll yeah. T- I'll tell you how it came about, then you tell me what your experience was. I was uh, reading the news in preparation for the show, and there's these news articles that always come out that are like, somebody rebuilt Disneyland in <laughs> Minecraft, and it is crazy. Yeah. And there was something about that that particular news article where I was like, well, I mean, how good could it really be? I mean, we're pretty good at building Minecraft, would you say? What's your experience with Minecraft? Yeah, I mean, I've played it for my whole life. So it's kind of like the game I'm growing up with and grew up with. Yeah. So it's like my game. Right. Yeah. So you know what's going on. So when when I heard somebody built like a recreation, perfect recreation of Disneyland, I was like, oh, man, I got to check this out. 
Problem was, you and I play Minecraft on what? What's our what? What have you played Minecraft on device wise? Um, I've played it on my phone. Yeah, the Xbox, the Nintendo Switch, and I think that's it. Yeah, and so this thing, the this this Disneyland recreation of Minecraft that was talked about on in this news article uh, was only on the PC. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, you and I set off on a journey <laughs> of, of of personal computing to load, find, get, load Minecraft onto the computer so we could go to Disneyland. We haven't been in. Uh, over a year, I guess, at this point, wow. or a year. And so, well, other than downtown Disney. Yeah. Um, so we set off on that adventure last night. How did that go? What did you see happen? Tell, tell, uh, tell all of our listeners. Describe to them in detail what it was like trying to get uh, <laughs> lo- logged on. And whether or not we, well, you don't have to say whether or not we did or not. Tell us what that was like. So you came to me and you told me about this Minecraft Disneyland. And I was like, I was super excited because... Like, a Minecraft Disneyland was kind of my dream as right? a younger child. Totally. I remember watching a Tower of Terror Minecraft video and oh. being, like, being like, man, I want to go there. Right. Like, so bad. Do you ever think you want to build that or just mostly you want to go there and see what it's like? Just go there and see what it's like. I think building would take a really long time. Yeah. Um. But so you came to me and you said that I should, like, download Minecraft on my computer. I think it was before I went to work. I was just like, yeah. here's your homework for the day. And you're like, oh man, more math and history. And I was like, no. No. Find Minecraft on the PC, download and get that set up so we can play later. Yeah. So I like went to the website and tried to get it free. Yeah. But it was like really complicated and I wasn't able to do it myself. Right. So then I went to you and you like got all this stuff and you just worked for like five hours straight on trying to download Minecraft. Yeah. And how was that going? It was... Um, going like did i seem frustrated yeah you seemed really frustrated (laughs) how could you tell i was frustrated you at one point you got up and you're like this is a whole waste of time (laughs) and then you just like walked upstairs i just stormed upstairs (laughs) yeah you're like that's my daddy's mad about video games yeah yeah i like rage quit life i was you really (laughs) did just upstairs we worked so long we tried to get it on we have like an old gaming pc that we had that was in a closet i even got that we even got an old computer out of the closet to try to get this thing to work didn't didn't work Finally got Minecraft loaded on the PC, logged into it. We put in the server, hit click. You and I both waited. We were so excited. And then it said, uh, can't connect. Yeah. Can't connect to the server. And we, like... Hours more of research. Finally figured out that for, to play this for our listeners using... To, uh, for our listeners who would like to give this a try, this Disneyland recreation is only available in the Minecraft Java edition, which you can get on both uh, PC and Mac, as it turns out. Uh, and it's a very specific version. Yeah, so you got it, like, I think you loaded it in, then you called for me to come upstairs, and uh, you called for me to come upstairs, and then you had the server, like, all typed in, and you, like, I think you told me that, like, it was working. Yeah. And then we clicked in and, like you said, tried to get on, and it finally worked. Yeah. Like, we were there in Minecraft. It was exactly like uh, trying to get into the main gate with, yep. with your ticket, and then finally you're on the other side of that gate, and you're like, I cannot believe it, it worked. Yeah. And the first thing you see when the, when you load into this Minecraft Disneyland world is what? A giant map right in front of your <laughs> it's face. It's just right in front of your face. It's like an actual, like, you know, photo screenshot of the actual Disneyland Park map that's been, you know, textured onto a Minecraft object in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we were like... Uh, we were like in the Esplanade main gate area and I ready to go. So, yeah. yeah, ready to go explore Disneyland. And yeah. I think the way I'm thinking is when I'm walking around, I'm thinking, what what did they not put in? Like, I, w- I want to see, like, how detailed did these people get that built this? Like, did mm. they get this little thing? Did they get that little thing? What are you thinking when you're looking at that? I was trying to, like, match it up to the real Disneyland mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. So I was kind of, like, um, comparing 
stuff at Disneyland with the stuff in the game. Yeah. And they didn't match up too well. I mean, like, accuracy, it was, like, 100%, I feel like. But there weren't a lot of people on the server. Oh, that kind of thing, right. Like, density of people and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was kind of comparing. You were comparing how... How much did it feel like a day in Disneyland yeah. versus I was comparing just more like, did they at least make an attempt to include uh, this thing and that thing? And then talk about, um, we'll talk about our adventure. Tell us uh, tell us what, what we did. Yeah, so first we went to Adventureland and uh, went to the Tiki Room, I think. We yeah. got a Dolan. The Tiki Room ep- episode. Yeah, so we wanted to go to the Tiki Room to see if we could ride that. Uh-huh, yeah. There wasn't an entrance, though. Like, the doors, there weren't any to yeah. the Tiki Room, so we couldn't get on. Yeah, but we did buy a Dole Whip. We did. And we ate that. There was no line, surprisingly. <laughs> I know, no line for a Dole Whip. So we bought that crunched on, crunched on that. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a soft serve thing, but it was like... Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, then we... What else did we do? We went by Jungle Cruise. Yep. And that one was like closed for refurbishment. Yeah, so it was closed for refurbishment. I guess it means they're either redoing it, aren't done with it, or they're so on top of it that uh, the new segment that you heard earlier in this podcast, they're already on top of that. They got inside <laughs> information. They're already retheming Jungle Cruise. Yeah. I don't know which is true. And then what did we do after that? Then we went to Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones. Which wasn't closed for refurbishment, so yeah. that was nice. So you were controlling it at this time. Correct. And we walked through the whole queue, yeah. which was like, it was really long. It was super long. Nobody in it, super long, yeah. but got every room. This is the thing that I, I thought was funny, is that when normally you and I are in Disneyland together, mm-hmm. like I'm telling people where things are and how far they are away. And, and then in this Minecraft version, I, for some reason, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out where yeah. we were. I was like all turned around and you're like, you're going out the exit down. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm an adult. Leave me alone. <laughs> And you were like, no, seriously, you need to turn around. Like, you were the one driving directions yeah. for, like, a lot of that queue line. I was. And I think that it's so, like, dark. The computer right. was so dark that right. it was hard to see what was happening. Yeah. But I think I have, like, this internal queue map in my mind okay. of, like, where everything is. So that's what, how I was, like... Yeah, okay. so you got, you got me through the, the queue, we went up the ramp, up the stairs, down the stairs, onto the loading platform, and then I tried to run the track. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't know you could mount the actual vehicle. All right, which is pretty impressive. They have the they have the Jeep, the Indiana Jeep, and you mm-hmm. like right-click on or something, get in, and it takes you through the ride. Yeah, and at this time, we uh, were just hearing the default Minecraft music. Which is eerie. Yeah, it was. Can you hum a few bars of that? It's like, boom, boom, boom. Like that. Are you doing Indiana right now or Minecraft music? Minecraft music. Okay. Oh, Indiana Jones music? No, I don't want you to do Indiana Jones. Like that. It's awesome. So this default music was going on in the background, and was that distracting a little bit? It was. Yeah, I didn't really feel on theme. Like those songs are really peaceful to me. Okay. In Minecraft, or Indiana Jones is not peaceful. Uh, Correct. So it wasn't really fitting. Yeah. perfect thank you yeah. i tend to agree you should just have your voice throughout the whole ride i've been telling them this for <laughs> years uh so you saw this thing in the in the chat console of like to experience the audio magic type in this i had just spent three hours getting this thing work so i was very like freaked out about you touching anything yeah you were like, and then you did this thing like so in my day when i grew up with the computer games you know with a keyboard uh, you know, some like Alt F4 just quit the game. Some things did things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you just don't go randomly p- pressing <laughs> buttons. And your strategy to figure out how to do things in the game was to start at like W and just work your way up <laughs> and down the line. And I was like, dude, I just spent three hours getting this work. Do not just hit every key in order. Uh, yeah. But we finally figured out how to make the audio work, which was incredible. Tell me about that. Yeah, we did. So I saw 
there was a whole conversation in the chat going on about like how to get the audio yeah with uh different players yeah and so i was reading their thing and you like type in slash audio and then it sends this link that yeah. you go to to sync the audio with your game yeah it's kind of amazing like i had never experienced this before i, I i've been around since you know computer gaming started <laughs> but i noticed this thing we were, we were in minecraft uh we clicked on a web link and so a browser opened up and that browser was aware of our minecraft session where we were at in the game what ride we were on where we were at and uh so it had a bunch of audio in it and so this web browser through our computer speakers was syncing with where our character was in minecraft creating like a pretty legit synced yeah. up experience. Yeah, uh, it was only off by like just a few seconds. It was good. Really added to the experience of that Minecraft thing. Mm-hmm. Road Indiana Jones did that, and then after that, we did head through New Orleans Square, and then we called Penelope up uh, to because one of her longtime favorite rides in Disneyland, or one of the things she's connected with, is the Haunted Mansion. I wanted her to see that, uh, and so this is what that sounded like of us sort of going through the Haunted Mansion together. We got uh, we got the uh, Minecraft the uh, oh. that Disneyland map that we were trying to get all night. We got it. Kenny's playing it. I want to so get it. So we wanted it. you to see Haunted Mansion because we're about to show up there, and I didn't want you to miss it. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Let's go to Haunted Mansion because I want I want Nelly to see if she thinks they did a good job. Okay. On Haunted Mansion. And trust me, I know Haunted Mansion You're by the heart. Expert. <laughs> that popcorn Jeez. cart is legit. I want popcorn. Let's get popcorn. No time to waste. Haunted Mansion. I see it. There it is. <gasps> Okay, decoration is pretty spot on. This is a pretty... (gasps) The door's opening! Oh, look! Oh, my gosh! Sorry. You can see the stretching room pictures. Yeah. That is so cool. They look really good, too. Oh, look, they're making the heads turn for the the busts. Yeah. Wait, did they get it in the wrong place? I thought it was up there. Nope, they're in the right spot. Oh! Oh, wait. I just didn't see us turn. All right, here we go. Yeah, the... Murder bride. A, oh, they made hearts though. That's kind of cool. That's scarier than the real one. <laughs> I know. She's holding an axe and like hearts are bubbling up. That's yeah. freaky. Oh, and they got the hat. Oh, hat box. Box. It's pretty up to date, I feel like. You know, they had yeah. they have galaxy. Wait, does his head disappear? Yeah, Wait, they does do. his head actually disappear? I probably. Oh. oh, and they got the hitchhiking ghost. Yeah, they too. look good. I mean they Their look arms, okay. I mean they used the like the armor stance. They're more yeah, like, so. Yeah. And you can, like, see the leather. Oh, they just built a different track and synced it up. Oh. Kind of like in the real thing, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Um, so, my review, I would say, if you're looking for, like, a fun thing to play with your friends, then this game is, like, for you. Because it's a multiplayer game, it's a server. Totally. And it's very accurate. Um, so if you're looking for like accuracy and you can judge everything, then this is fun. So yeah, yeah. I think for me, I think that uh, I was my expectations were very low, and then went a lot lower when I couldn't even get the darn thing to load for uh, most of my evening. Um, but then when I finally like zoned in and and whatever, I thought completely blown away by the level of detail the fact that you can ride rides and Mm -hmm. see actual show things and there's animation in the rides uh you know like there's things are moving this is probably as good as you can get disneyland and minecraft without a whole lot of extra something or another so i thought it was amazing yeah the fact that it's persistent and you can collect coins and buy things and interact with people and chat with people. I thought that added some community to it that I liked. Oh, uh-huh, you could hear people screaming on the rides. Yeah, the chat. like in chat, they'd be like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. which was so fun. Was. Um, but I feel like um, 
it didn't have enough people to feel like that's something I'm going to return to on a weekly basis. But I think for you and your kids to load that up, schedule out three to four, three to four hour Minecraft vacation to Disneyland, get, get some popcorn, get your mouse ears on. I think that would be totally time well spent uh, with your kids or with your friends or whatever, just having a virtual day, put it on a big TV, get some popcorn, get your Mickey ears on and just go ride to ride. Uh, and uh, I know, so I, I was totally two thumbs up on it. Yeah, me too. Totally worth the amount of time it stole from me and made me age a little bit. And I might <laughs> yeah. not, I might have said the not nicest word. Oh my gosh. <laughs> out of frustration. Was, so funny. was it, funny? it did was you, funny? Did you get a pretty good kick out of that? I was like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> no, I was, I was jokingly saying that though. Oh, I felt so terrible. Oh no, I was joking. It was funny. Oh, I was in the zone, Kennedy. You I was were. in the zone. Now I like I very in my course of being a computer programmer, digital artist, you know, video game player. Um, you've seen me rage quit one or two yeah. other times in your life, but I don't do it a lot. No, 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 no. But I remember, uh, I remember one of the time when we were playing video games together. Our Xboxes are right next to each other. I rage quit Overwatch. I think it was. Yeah. And you were so disappointed in me. You're like, that's not the right way to live your life, that's not Dad. The gamer way. <laughs> And you're like, did you just rage quit? And I was like, no, I'm done playing. And you're like, oh my gosh, you're so mad right now. Stuck in the middle of a round. (laughs) Yeah, you were like, give me a lesson on how that wasn't fair to my teammates and didn't make me the person I was going to want to be when I grew up. Yeah. Yeah, you really admonished me for rage quitting. Uh, But I very rarely get beaten. Like, I have had to solve, uh, you know, lots of computer problems for people. It's how I have made a living for most of my life is solving computer problems building computer things so when that game was beating me like i could not get it to load yeah you told me you're like this will not defeat me <laughs> that's right <laughs> so <yeah>. dramatically <laughs> that's probably enough for this segment take us a take us some kind of outro give us give us give an overall what, what do you think the perfect minecraft uh disneyland experience would be i think it would be with a ton of people like everyone loads into the server at the same time so in different houses but everybody all your friends load in at the same time you take over minecraft disneyland yep you just rule the park for a few hours i think that would be ideal take a series do an outro thanks for listening to this segment of mouse teenager that's right uh i have been kenderful or kennedy cumulus that's true yeah whatever you want to call me yeah you have our not whatever i would prefer if people stuck to those two things yeah, I mean, not like whatever you want to call me, but you know. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We love making the show, and we hope you have enjoyed listening to it. This has been Bob Says and Banthas, and we release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to get a little, a little bit more yeah, you should. Of, uh, of Aaron and Scott, you can uh, support us on our Patreon. We're patreon.com forward slash Bob Says and Banthas. Well, we do some uh, some audio stuff there. Yeah, we're getting it figured out. Now, we, now we've got a regular segment that's appearing there. It's a little 10-minute behind the scenes, behind, behind Talking about lives. whatever we feel like talking about. Yeah. A lot about the show, what we're looking forward to, what we thought of it. It's good stuff. Absolutely. Please be sure to subscribe, and we would love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We like to know what you think about the show, and it really helps other people find out about the show. So you can pop over to your podcast player. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts right now, uh, you can pop over and leave a review, a five-star and a, and a written review. Really, really helps out the show. We would really appreciate your support. You can visit us at bobsudsandbanthas.com. You can email us, podcast at bobsudsandbanthas.com, and you can wear us tpublic.com like i said we're gonna be dropping the hot new designs hot new design you got that you got that humidity coming up pretty soon oh i don't know was that on me sure yeah it was on you heck yeah i got the bantha boys one coming nice all right looks good wow i can't wait to see it on me 
You, you can't wait to see it on me either. I have to go to a Zoom meeting right now. I'm going to steer clear of that. Uh, you can join the other... Bon- I said it again. You did it again, you little fancy guy with your fancy watch and your cuffs and your my, shirt and your buttons. My, my pinky's up as I'm drinking yeah. my coffee. You can join the other Bantha tiers over on Instagram. Uh, we're at Bob Says and Banthas. Until next week, he has been Aaron. Ah, no, I don't do that. Uh, I've been Aaron. Uh, Uma, nope. <laughs> I don't want to do that. He's been Aaron. And I've been Scott. <laughs> Ah, nuts. <laughs> and we've been Bob Sons and Manthos. You should have more tiki knowledge. You really should. I mean, I should have more like one-liners that are just ready to come on. Time to wake up the Glee Club. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In the electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound, yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.